probably like a minute left in the game. Uh, I went up for a layup, and I don't even think I came down awkwardly or anything. I just heard a pop. Yeah, it's a pop. And I'm like, that felt weird. Yeah. So I told the coach, like, hey, take me out real quick. And then so I sat down and then starts tightening up. I sat down, the game was over, got up to shake hands. My like my knees kind of like wobbly. Yeah. And so so that was that. Awesome. What up, brother? Not much. How you doing? I'm doing good, dude. I'm doing good. So we got Keith, right? Yes, sir. Keith Clemens. I was going to say, so Keith Clemens. And then you're from? I'm originally from North Cross, Georgia. North Cross, Georgia. I moved to Huntington, West Virginia around 2013. Okay. How old were you you when you moved? Oh, I was like mid of eighth grade year. Okay. What what caused you to move? Um, my... So I, I stayed in North Cross, Georgia with my dad and my mom stayed in Huntington, West Virginia. Yeah. So just a, I don't know, a change of scenery, just yeah. moved there and with my mom and- Did you grow up in the, so what were you, 13? Yeah, yeah. Did, so did you grow up like the, the remainder of like your high school years with your mom? Yup. Okay, cool. Now you play basketball at Loyola, right? Yeah, I go to Loyola, Chicago. Now is that like right in the city? Um, it, we have we have two campuses. We have a campus downtown Chicago. Yeah. Then one up north, like Lakeshore campus. And um, our my main campus is I'm in the grad school in business, so yeah. my main campus is downtown. But as far as like the athletics, where we stay and where the gym is, it's a little bit up north on Lakeshore campus. So how many so how many years of eligibility do you have if you're in grad school? Uh, this is my last year. This is your last year. Like, so if you're a senior. How, uh, so your fifth year senior, what are you studying? Uh, getting my MBA, so business administration. Okay, so just in business then, I'm assuming business mm-hmm. administration then. What are your hopes then after school? Um, My hopes is becoming a college coach. Okay. Um, just staying with the game I love and- You know who I gotta connect you with is I'm connected with, and I had him speak to our office last year. Uh, I mean, not a, I'm not a big school, but I'm pretty sure it's pretty big. I consider it really big. I'm I'm just thinking like not Ohio State, but mm-hmm. he was the assistant basketball coach at Clemson last year. And now he's, I think, either assistant head coach or head coach at Boston. Okay. Like, like up in the state of Boston, like a D, right. like Maine, Boston University. I know there's probably multiple schools with like the right. first name Boston, but his name is uh, Jay Goins. Or Tony, oh, yeah, so to- yeah, we, and, we, no, Tony Goins the second. So his dad's the director of economics mm-hmm. in the state of Nebraska. And he was connected with the governor, Pete Ricketts. Mm-hmm. And then he's got a sister. And I think he also is a part owner of the Chicago Cubs. Wow. So like th- those were some billion dollar figures. No, so like, sure. I'm, I'm all about networking. Yeah, so bro. we can chop it yeah. up after. Yeah. But he, he's, uh, he's got a crazy story. Like he was, uh, was it a GA or something? Yeah. GA. Where yep. you, and then like working his way up and like not giving up on his dream and like mm-hmm. really being like a solid college coach now. Like I, I, I mean, I paid for him to speak to our team cause that's how influential I heard him speak. And I was like, this dude knows the game. He knows what for it takes sure. to become successful. He's got leadership. He's got poise and just great character. And he's just a killer, you know? So had him share with, with our team, but that's dope. Make that connection. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's always going to be a grind and that payoff is normally, it's, it's worth it, especially when you grind your way up. Like you said, he was a GA and now yeah. he, he's up there. That, that grind yep. is always worth it. And his it. vision, you can tell when you speak to him, like that's not like the end all be all. Like it's like, sure. that, like that Nick Saban vision of like next game or that Kobe vision of like, you know, you know what, what what did he say? What was that motivational speech where was like, I'm not done yet. Job's not done yeah, yet. Yeah, job's not done. Yeah, that job's not done yet mentality. So mm-hmm. it's like getting around like-minded individuals that 
you know, some people in their mind, if the, if they have a vision of when the job is done or like they only want to go so far, that's, that's cool. But I like to get around people that kind of correspond with my vision of like, I feel like I'm always going to have like a job. Like what's next? Exactly. What's next? What's next? What's next? Sure. And that's the vision, you know, or the vibe that he gave me uh, with his coaching career and just his pursuits. Sure. Let's kind of get that vibe from you though. Yeah, for sure. And like you mentioned Kobe, that was, that was my idol. Yeah. And yeah, that What job. was that like when he like, I didn't think that was real, bro. Man, it was it was bad. I actually had a game that that day, and um, we're we're prepping for the game. We're actually, probably about to warm up. Fifteen minutes left on the clock. Um, about to go out to warm up, and you know, like our phones are vibrating, and yeah. you know, we're, we're locked in on the game. But then we're seeing headlines like Kobe Bryant passed. We're like, no way, this is yeah. real. And then knowing it was real, it was like, wow, and like it just felt unreal, and like. I took a quick glimpse at my phone and cause my family knew I like, I loved Kobe Bryant, yeah. like that was my idol. So I had like numerous messages and just going out there playing and just knowing like he passed, it was like you said, it was unreal. Crazy. Yeah. It was real. it was surreal. I didn't believe it. Daughter, everything on there. There was another family on there. Like even to this day, I don't, I don't you know, I, I never was really fascinated with basketball, mm -hmm. but I've always been fascinated with champions. For you sure. know what I mean? So it's like when I zone in, I, like I don't zone in on individual teams or sports. I zone in on like the elite, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Conor McGregor, like, you know, just, just anybody elite, Tom Brady, LeBron James, just those elite peoples who like that I resonate, you know, with, and I'm like aspire to be, like you said, like him being your idol. I'm like, dude, when I saw that in the news, I was like, holy shit, yeah, bro. Like, sure. this and is like, crazy. You don't even have to be a person that's into sports and like, it, it goes beyond sports, just their work ethic. Like you can just apply it to anything. And Absolutely. like- like you can look up to that person even if you don't even have no interest in but yep. and just take their work that can like, apply to just those your stories daily. you hear uh -huh. just those crazy ass stories of like man he hurt his right hand or broke his right wrist or something like that and he went in it was like four or five a.m and he shoot with his left yeah. you know what i mean him jordan just all these all these individuals finding a way adapting adjusting to the situations and then applying that to life you know mm -hmm. what i mean you're gonna hit a roadblock not get a job or not make a connection or have a bad day and you know having that that ability that mental ability first to adapt adjust and then execute it's crazy crazy success it leads to crazy sure. success so that's cool dude that's really cool do you do like any like research into it because like i i believe unintentionally i heard some like theoretically like almost like foul play of some type of lawsuit he was involved with. did you you know what i'm talking about i know you're talking about but i it's hard first, for me to like, like entertain when it, it first happened i was trying to research but yeah. then like when you start reading this stuff like it's just a it's too it's still it's almost like too exactly. soon of a topic exactly. to really like dive into it's like exactly you still just wish it was like a dream exactly you know what i mean like damn it's a bad dream let me just wake up exactly but i feel that so you grew up in Georgia then, correct? Mm -hmm. North Cross, Georgia. Now, what did your parents do? How'd they meet? What did they do? Well, when I was raised, it was obviously a divorce. So it was yeah. a separation. So When did they divorce? My, my parents split up when I was six. Uh, I, I grew up just with my dad. Yeah. So it had to be before, yeah. Yeah, before my time. Yeah. But um, I, I grew up in Georgia, so... I'll be with my dad throughout the school, like Did school he get year. you on basketball or did you like yeah. see something on Kobe or something? No, my dad, my dad was, he was always my coach. Um, yeah. I was a multi-sport kid, like yep. soccer, baseball, football, basketball. And he was my coach through it all. So he was the one that put the ball in my hand. Yep. And so 
growing up in Georgia in the summer, I go visit my mom. Yep. And just stay with her for the summer. And it was just like that, just back and forth. Well, who who'd you like living with more? <laughs> no one they may listen to this too. <laughs> I mean, I love I love my parents both. Would you, so what, let me ask a better question that doesn't like put you in a weird situation like that. What what valuable things did you learn from each as you're growing up? Like like I'm trying to put together you as a successful D1 athlete now mm-hmm. to like the seeds of when you were just a normal normal kid opposed to like like a like a just a wicked athlete now. Right, right, right. Well, I always well a lot of people always tell me I'm I'm a younger version of my dad so yeah. to answer that question surely but um I I I also give it to my mom like any any single any single mother yeah. who who does a lot yep. like that's a strong woman so yep. it is hand to hand and same same with the father any single father yeah. that's a that's a strong person yep. and so like I just feel like I'm I'm half and half they're they're both two strong courageous um, yeah, work ethic. Got it from both. You saw mm-hmm. them both work hard. What did your dad do for work? Well, my dad was a coach. He was a mentor to a lot. Being a coach, I always yep. say, is more than a coach. Always. So and he was a he worked for um a place called Best Friend Park. It was a community park. Yeah. Like they had indoor outdoor basketball courts. A lot of leagues yeah. there. He worked there. He was a, a bus driver. Yeah. For the the elementary, middle, and high schools. Yep. Um, he cut hair. He was a barber around the city. Yeah. Um. So he did well, a lot of things. Just about to, his business, though. Get yeah, his money organized. Sure. Hard well, work. Whatever it took, type of guy. Yeah. Like, whatever keeps the lights on. Whatever makes his his kids happy. And then, what about your mom? What did she do? My mom was pretty much the same way. She did a lot of things. Yeah. I know when I used to visit her, she used to. And Huntington, like the closest campus there is Marshall. So yep. she used to work for the university. Okay. And um That school has a lot and, of history, right? And also she she worked for the hospital there, Cabo Cabo Huntington Hospital. Okay. Marshall, that school has a lot of history, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. What's that does. movie or something about Marshall? We are Marshall. Yeah. 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 What do they do? Um, I don't it was about um the, the plane crash that happened. Um Wow. I believe I'm not too correct about this, but I believe 75 of the passengers passed on that on that plane crash. So um, is that kind of like remember the Titans? Uh, remember the plane crashing out? Yeah, but I don't really know too much about the history. You don't, of do it. you know that movie though, bro? Oh, for sure, I everyone knows remember the Titans. Right. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, for sure, everyone knows remember the yeah, Titans. Yeah, I was gonna say. But no, nah, I'm just saying the the We Are Marshall. Yeah. I don't really know too much about yep. that. Yeah, me either. So. Between the both of them, now I'm thinking of like with your childhood, you're growing up, you're playing sports, multi sports. When did it start to get really serious? Um, like middle school is when it really got serious because yeah. Norcross and Georgia. That's a where I was was a very competitive like um, just a lot of competition. Well, I take that, but actually, like in elementary, I used to play in this um league called GBL, the Gwinnett Basketball League. Yeah. And those games were so high intense, like just in elementary, going to like like fourth to fifth grade, those games were so high level and just the competition and and even in middle school. And so I think that's where it got really serious. Um obviously I only stuck with one sport. Um yeah. I, I stopped playing football in seventh grade and because my dad just told me he was like, like, do you wanna play football or basketball? Yeah. And I said basketball, and that was just the game I loved most, and yeah. I stuck with it ever since. Yeah, yeah. So now when you moved, though, did you move permanently to, to 
West Virginia in eighth grade. Mm -hmm. So how did the coaching adjustment, how was it adjusting from your dad being like full-time coach to now maybe, did you visit him in the summers or like, how did that work? Well, um, I'll answer your first question for the yeah. adjustment moving to Heights of West Virginia was a huge adjustment. Like, there's a lot of talent in Huntington, West Virginia, but you just got to think about it. Like, Georgia is a way bigger place. So yeah, the absolutely. talent there was, it was a lot more talent. And going into Huntington, like, the talent dropped a little bit, although there's still some good talent to come out of Huntington. And there's a lot of, you know, great athletes there. So that was just a bigger adjustment. Just not going there, getting comfortable. That's what my dad always used to tell me, like, Although it may be easier to, you just don't get comfortable because, you know, being too comfortable, that's how someone could surpass you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so that was his main thing. He always tell me, like, keep just continue to work on your game. Like, no matter if you beat a team by 40, just make sure in that 40-point blowout, you're still playing, like, as if you're down 10. Yeah. So just continue to work on your game and don't get comfortable. And um, so, yeah, after moving there, my dad... It was probably like a year or so. He he ended up moving there with me. Okay, and so cool. Then dope. So you had like full time access in the game. Exactly. Now, would you guys work before and like after the game? Like, would you ever meet up and practice with your dad, get extra shots, or yeah, yeah, yeah. like through high school and everything? Oh yeah, for sure. If I wasn't practicing like with the team or on my own, I was in the gym with my dad. Just yep. Probably at another facility or so, just having that same bond or or what what caused me to love the game. You know, just working out as a youth. What, are, so what just, do those practices look like? Like as they got more intense, like what did that look like in a day? Like a like a like a good work day of basketball, and you've probably always had school involved too. So what 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 does that look like? Well, just after after a full day of school, just going to um, we used to go to the Marshall Rec Center. Yeah, it'd just be me and him, and just focus on a lot of things that I do in the game. Just obviously your ball handling, your shooting, and and defense, and the workout would just be. Me just maximize my potential, just going full speed at everything and, you know, just. So what's your, like, key key thing on the court? Shooter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say I got shooter, that. So, like, just anywhere on the court you can put it down or, like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. And I had that confidence. Yeah. Like, when, when I catch that ball and release, like, I honestly believe, like, every shot is going in. What's your field goal percentage? Oh, uh, I don't. I can't. It's I don't hard know to like pinpoint. Top, but yeah. I know like my three point percentage over the past years has been like high forties. Like Damn, forty four. Who like who's your favorite player in the NBA right now? It was Kobe. It was so. There's not like a. You're not gonna. Is there anybody you're like dang yeah a lot of like a lot of respect you know what I mean like I could separate oh, favorites for sure, so like for sure. like, a th like a top three respect like oh man I really respect. Steph Curry is another shooter. No, I res I respect some of the greats that like. Who's the best shooter in the league right now, in your opinion? Steph Curry. All right, bet. Is that that's your guy? I mean, I really like Steph Curry. Yeah. <laughs> it's a toss up between. Like, I'm like you though, dude. Like, I really don't like Kobe. Was you know what I mean? And I wasn't even as probably as saturated or involved in it as as you were. But that was like, if I'm gonna look at like who's the overall greatest in a league, it was Kobe. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I, I believe Jordan though first. I don't know about you, but I'm gonna. I I don't know what like Jordan, Kobe, LeBron. I'm gonna say Jordan, Kobe, and then LeBron. Right, right. What are you saying? Those three. <laughs> if anything, I would go with that order. You're going Kobe. Nah, you're giving me the Kobe, Jordan, LeBron. Maybe yeah, you say Kobe, yeah. LeBron, Jordan. 
Nah, if anything, I'd probably say Kobe, Jordan, LeBron. Why do you think Kobe over Jordan? Well, probably a little bit. That's that's I, I watched yeah. I watched Kobe. I never really watched. Jordan. I never you know, got to really watch Jordan. Either, yeah. and, but but like, if you watch the Last Dance, it just automatically it's just like until they come out with something like that for like hopefully they recorded something like that. They they well, got to they, well, like, they gotta get or well, they his make greatness, something. They gotta show that something. You know? Yeah, put something together though where they could narrate something and. Dude, what what would they call that? They'd have to like they couldn't Mama call Mama Mentality. Mama Mentality would be. I'm over here thinking like the second last dance, and that's like way nah, too disrespectful. Exactly. That, that's <laughs> like Jordan, disrespectful that's Jordan, to Jordan yeah, and yeah. him, like being gone. Like, damn, you can't you can't do my man's like that. Like Mama Mentality. That's when you hear Mama Mentality. It's only one person to think. Hell of. yeah. It can't be like you know Jordan Shadows or LeBron. Just, we gotta find a way to like to like purchase mama mentality so we can sell it back to Hollywood or whatever, make cut a deal here with sure, 50, sure. 50, that's it. Hey. So, and then getting into college then, what did like training and taking care of your body look like? Like, are you guys, are you running up? Like, is it cardio day, like key, like key different areas that you're working in day? Like, what does that all look like for, for like becoming like an elite basketball player? Well, being a college athlete, it, it takes a lot of stress on your body, so you have to, you have to put that all back into your body. You have to, you know, treat your body of how it should be treated. Like yep. you're not gonna have a successful year if you know you're not treating your body like. Yep. Do <laughs> like, you guys weight lift a lot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we. So like, how, like, how's it all pieced together? Like, are you lifting before you guys are like shooting and dribbling? Like, you guys are you guys playing like, like. I don't know, like practice, like when you're practicing, like you're uh, playing against one another. What do you guys like? What's it all look like? A typical schedule of ours, maybe like I'm just throwing it out there, uh, like a lifting. Probably, probably have lift 9 a.m. Workout on your own if you choose to. Um, right after that, then you know, go home for yourself, eat some food, then come back to practice around two or so, and then. Obviously, we're still students, so yeah, you know, you gotta fit in school and stuff. Exactly, so get in exams. So then class after then, then obviously you gotta do a lot of your treatment. You know, we got the cold tubs, hot tubs, yeah. and you know the trainers. And now the cold tubs, they put ice in them. For no, you guys? no, they're they're already they're already cold out. Have you been to a cold tub at Lifetime at all? Lifetime Fitness? No, because I'm trying to compare. I'm trying to think because they have a cold tub there, and I'm like, I wonder what this is like compared to like. They get they put you guys in a cold tub or like a bat like the bass that you see like on yeah it's YouTube like it's like your your hot tub like your typical hot tub okay. but instead it's just cold yeah yeah so no it's not it's not the one where you dump ice in yeah, it yeah those nah those are brutal though I, I've been in those you have yeah is that after every like are you in that like every day you would uh, say like a cold yeah, tub yeah for the most part every day. What do you, what does it help the most for you? Inflammation? Do you feel good? Like how long? Are yeah, you in I there? use it for inflammation. I normally go cold, hot, cold, hot. Okay. And so I use it for inflammation. So, with that, have you had any like major injuries? I have, and I feel like the injuries is a big part of like my story as an athlete. Yeah. Um, and I have I had meniscus surgeries. I'm on, getting one on the December twenty second. Arthroscopic Ooh. meniscus surgery. Yeah. I tore this one. I tore left and right. And how'd you tear them? The very first time I was, it was like towards the end of a, a high school game, like a summer league. Um, 
I was actually going up for a layup. Yeah. Went up for a layup. It was towards the end of the game, too. So, like, it was very frustrating. I think yeah. Probably, like, a minute left in the game. Uh, I went up for a layup. And I don't even think I came down awkwardly or anything. I just heard a pop. Yeah, it's a pop. And I'm like, that, that felt weird. Yeah. So I told the coach, like, hey, take me out real quick. And then so I sat down and then. Starts tightening up. I sat down. The game was over. Got up to shake hands. My, like, my knees kind of like wobbly. Yeah. And so so that was that. And then coming from that, you know, obviously it's a rehab process. Yeah. Coming from that. Did they take the whole thing out or they take a piece no, of it out? No, they just saw it. They repaired it. Did they do like an open surgery or an arthroscopic? Arthroscopic. Now, how quick were you walking? Um, I was back in like four weeks, like back on the court. Okay, cool. That's what everybody's telling me. It's not going to be long recovery. Yeah, no, it's not. I was pissed. I've been putting it off for a year. Mine's been, I have a bucket handle tear for the last Ooh. year. Yeah, and it all depends on the tear, you know. Some could be acute. Some could be major. This one's like verge, like for sure. I've tore it like two more, two other times too. Like when it started, wasn't that bad. But like, if we took the headsets off right now, you hear this like like cracking and grinding right now. Yeah, jujitsu. Why, why'd you take a whole year? Like to get I kept doing stem cell. I kept thinking like, cause I'm, I got I got some connections. I was like, all right, screw the surgery. I got some money. I'm gonna throw some money at this thing. Sure. And I was like, I listened to a lot of Joe Rogan. I try to do a lot of studying through other people, mm -hmm. and uh, it definitely like tr like. I had it torn and it was the week where like your first week tearing it. I don't know how, like how quickly you got yours assessed and operated on, mm -hmm. but like mine swelled up and like it, it was like, that was pretty much the range of motion right there. Like I couldn't bring it too far in. I couldn't bring it too far out. And I was like, hit my boy up, asked some recommendations. And then he just told me to, you know, hit up my partner, my mentor. And I hit him up and he's like, yeah, try stem cell before you try the operation. I do stem cell. I'm basically walking in like two days. Mm -hmm. Inflammation's like way down. And so then I started like fighting again. So like jujitsu and uh, I'm like going full fledged because I think like I'm, I think like stem cell worked in like two yeah. days, just being probably like over, overconfident. And it just popped again, like it popped even more. Uh, yeah, and it didn't even feel like it popped. It just, I could feel it like ripping. It was like, <laughs> cause like the pop the first time was crazy. I was doing jujitsu and yeah, sure. it just got locked up real bad. And the they did stem cell, they did PRP, which is a blood transfusion. Like mm -hmm. they take your blood out, mix it, put some, some stuff in it. I don't know what they put in. They put that in there and some ozone too. And he explained it as like electrified, like oxygen or something. Mm -hmm. But it was absolutely tremendous opposed to, I just didn't rehab it right. right. And then I kept like throughout the year, I would relax it, do some, uh, do some like, I figured I could do like, since I had the stem cells in there, I was like, I could just do some some of my own rehab and it'll just grow. I'll just relax. Right. But it just keeps getting worse. Like yeah, over the last couple of months, like if I just like if I sometimes if I'm just like moving like slightly wrong, I'll feel it like like flip back because it's a bucket handle. Mm. So it'll flip back and like my knee will lock. Oh, and so I have to just because if I go to pop it, it's like just like putting pressure on it. So yeah. I just got to let it like work itself out. But I'm finally getting a surgery. Yeah, I would say you might want to go ahead and get that. Handle. Yeah, <laughs> young. You know what I mean? It's easier to recover and do it now, even if they take the whole thing out or a percentage mm -hmm. of it out. I'm hoping down the road when we're 40 or 50, it'll be a lot, a lot easier for us to deal with the arthritis. There'll be better, better medications and things like for that. Sure. So how'd you hear the other one? Uh, the other one, it was, the, this one was, my right one was actually worse. It was, um, man, this, this, they're both in high school. So it's taking me back. Um, I think this one was actually, it was like, it was in the summer of, um, of, a 
I was, it was like a summer league basically. And so they're they're both preseason, like right before the season. Yeah. And this one I, I went up for a pass. Like it was, someone threw a, a yeah a like a sky pass ball flying in there and I and I went up and someone came kinda went under me like yeah, yeah. kinda wrongly and I, I landed and this one like popped and Obviously, I had this one before, so I already kind of knew like yeah. that might be meniscus. And this one was bad, and um, it took me out. I was out for a whole year, missed my um. Uh, so how were you out for a whole year this time? Did they take the whole thing out? No, it was like a, a full repair. Like I I tore like straight through, and so like the meniscus, or did you tear yeah, through other things too? No, my meniscus. Huh? I wonder why that one was longer. Uh, I think this one was like a partial tear. Yeah. And this one full tear. So I was out. They want to be cautious. I was out for a whole year. So missed a whole year of basketball. And and that was pretty tough on me. But, yeah, was, you know. What, so, I, so what year did you tear that one? Uh, My my sophomore year. In high school? Yeah. I tore my left one the summer of my freshman year. And then when I got back, tore my did right Did you have one. any injuries after that? Uh... Yeah, I did. What was the next? My left one. This was actually this one was while I was at Loyola. You tore it again. Mm -hmm. You tore your meniscus again. Oh. And so did they take more of it out? Nah, kind of same deal. Just repaired it again. Ah, oh, okay. So and that that's the downside of having a repair. Like yeah, it can always there's no blood flow again. and it, like it's just scar tissue they're putting together. It could always so, happen again. Yeah, it could always happen again. So sometimes it's better to just. Either take it out, but that's the thing. Like, like as an athlete, bone bone. they don't they don't want to take it out because nah. then it's just bone, bone on bone. bone yeah, and, you know. it's just gonna rapidly your chances of for for sure you're gonna have arthritis even faster. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, how did those affect you, like in your game and your mental? Like, how did you stay kind of mentally locked in, knowing that did you work out other things and knowing that you were gonna have to make a comeback? Well, yeah, the. Well, when I tore my right one, I was out for a whole year, so it was no basketball for a while, obviously. Yeah. And so that just made me focus on other things, just just about life, just really finding, like, who I am. Because, yeah. you know, when you're just around sports and doing sports every day, that's kind of, like, all you know. So yeah. for me, I was basketball, basketball, basketball. At the practice, I'm going to another gym, working yeah. out. After that, I'm watching basketball. And so, you know, having basketball taken away from me, I was around family more. I was around, you know, friends more. Yeah. Just, and so, like, school more. So it, I feel like it, it really, it helped me find my, my true self and just, and and it also helped others know who I was yeah. other than, oh, that's key. So what things athlete. do you like then outside of basketball? Just, you know, Getting to know other people, just being around family, because being an athlete, like you're, you're kind of away from a lot of people. Like most of your your time is is just in the gym or doing other things to become better. Yeah. And so being around family, that was a that was a big deal for me. Yeah. And you know, just just being able to do that for once, it was kind of like yeah. It was kind of enjoyable like, to have some family time. Exactly. You so, know? like outside of basketball and family, are there other like hobbies and things you'd like to do? Like, if you had like a top list, not just <laughs> randomly, like here and there, but like consistently outlets for your mind and outlets for you outside of, you know, family and basketball. Uh, I like 
honestly just being outside like obviously right not right now chicago yeah. is freezing but yeah, like I hate the cold in the summer just you know riding on lakeshore trail just riding a bike and you know yeah. parking the bike putting on the kickstand you know just sit and like, i'm an outside person i like to think a lot yeah i like to just be outside walk around just thinking what you do know? you like to think on is there like books or things you like to read that kind of correspond with what you like to think on um just think about you know just always becoming a better person you know yeah or if it's a a, a tweet i've seen just just fully analyzing it just yeah you know just reflecting <laughs> exactly yeah and seeing how it applies so with with basketball i'm thinking for yourself what are your most memorable moments for basketball like what are some of your like favorite moments winning championships so how many have you been involved in winning um I won I won my high school championship at yeah. uh, Huntington St. Joe. Then um What was that like is it triple A or whatever it's called? Like class uh, size? Single A. Single so A. It was one of the smallest. It was a yep. a small private Catholic school. Yeah. So I won um my high school championship there. Then after high school, before coming to Loyola, I went to a junior college yep. in um Indiana. I won the national junior college championship. Yep. And then Coming to Loyola, um, I won the the Missouri Valley regular season and the Missouri Valley championship last year. Dang. So, now, are you guys looking to uh, two-peat? Are you looking to run it back this oh, year? Oh, for sure. That's what the is, goal, for sure. What are the standings? Like, is your season, like, underway? Like, are you guys halfway in? No, we're, we're still in non-conference play. Um, we actually... We actually had one conference game. We just um, beat Indiana State. But like I was talking to you about earlier, they had us um, preseason number two. So yeah. um, Who's number one? Uh, Drake. Drake. So When do you guys play, see them? Oh, I want to say we see them January 30th. Where are you guys playing them at? Uh, at Drake. At Drake. Now, will so, you guys play them at home at all this? Yeah, yeah we, we play them home, I want to say mid-February. Maybe I got to come down and watch oh, the game. Sure. Like, is it hard to get access to these games? Nah, just hit me up. What about, but I like to do things big. So if I'm going to come down there, I would like to bring one of our top people and like see if I could buy like a floor seat. Is that something you yeah, can do? Yeah, no. Yeah, we do have courtside. Yeah, I hope to see you courtside. That would be cool. That, that would be, be really cool. We could run a, because I was talking to my partner and we were talking about doing a Bulls game courtside. Mm -hmm. But I think it would be even cooler to do like a college game. We know somebody, you know what I mean? More connections. That would be dope. Me and our, our out fan there. base, our fan base, it, it gets rocking in there too. And yeah. If you come to the Drake game, that's going to be That's going to be the biggest game. game. Absolutely. <laughs> now, now Loyola though, like where the, where you guys play, where do you guys play the game? Uh, Gentil Arena. Where is that? It's, um, it's on our Lakeshore campus. Lakeshore campus? Yeah. So is that like, that's not in the heart of the city or anything no, crazy? No, it's probably about, 15, 20 minutes out. So there's a little more parking. Yeah, probably. <laughs> for sure, yeah. Parking in the city is ridiculous. Dude, that'll be... And now, if you guys play a championship, you don't know if it'd be at home. It uh, depends on, like, the... for Just for, like, the regular season championship? The conference, the regular, whatever. Well, our conference championship is... um, It's always um in um Missouri. Missouri? Mizzou. Yeah. That's the, now, do you have a favorite... I said Mizzou, because I think of this Mizzou hat I had back in the day. You got a favorite college team? playing with you but outside do you have a favorite so like what about what about where did Kobe go to college Kobe didn't go to college he went straight to the league straight to the league but no outside of us I, I like watching any good teams yeah because like, like I said like you go always what about, this is gonna be a hard question college coach 
obviously you got to say like your coach. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for but sure. like reputable coaches, like I read a lot of like John Wooden. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't know if there's like any coaches we have like a lot of respect for, it, like any coaches in general. Ah, uh, I don't, I don't think I could really say like our. Who's been the most influential coach in your life then? Um, that'd probably be my dad. Your dad, uh, and is there a second? Probably my my junior college coach. Yeah. Yeah, because before all this Loyola, I was at Vincennes University in Indiana where no one knew who I was. Yeah. And so I give a lot of props to him because coming out of high school, I had zero offers. Yeah. Like zero Division One offers. For real? Not one. Now, what were your stats like in high school, though? Oh, high school, I was averaging probably 20 and 4, 20 and 5, but... The the injuries that that's that turns away a lot of coaches. Dang, that turns away a lot of coaches. So what do you think he did differently to help you build up and get offers? Um, just he was a very tough coach, and I think a lot of it had to do with just being in Huntington, West Virginia, a very small place. Um, a lot of coaches don't really recruit there. Yeah, and so. And going to Vincennes University, um, that's a place that a lot of coaches know. It's been, like, some great talent. It's like a powerhouse in junior college. When I went there, they were, they were, they were ranked fifth before. And um, my because I went two years there. My first year there, we finished um, fourth. And my second year, my sophomore year there, we won it all. Dang. And so, um, and, like, coaches, they love winners. So, when. Winning that national championship in junior college that opened a lot opened a lot of eyes of you know obviously Division One yeah colleges and that's how I end up here. That's crazy, that's crazy. So, and I'm thinking of high schools now. What was the name of the high school you played at? Huntington Saint Joe. Huntington Saint Joe, and that was a Catholic school. Now, Very they have, small school. Do they have nuns? Um, yeah, but not like not working in the ah uh, okay school. Yeah. okay cool. Now, what high school did Kobe go to? He oh high school. I, he went to um, Marion. Where's that? Uh, Lord. Oh, uh, we gotta look. We yeah, gotta Google that. What's your favorite? Uh, like, what are some of favorite memories of Kobe? That eighty point game. Eighty point game and just overall, just him taking over and clutch, like. I feel like every opportunity he had to um, to win a game, like when it's on the line, like he was there. Or even if he didn't win that opportunity, it's like he should have. Yeah. So just always like clutch. Mm -hmm. Damn, this says Pennsylvania Lower yeah, Marion I, High School. Yeah, I wanted to say Pennsylvania. I didn't want to be wrong. Now, though. I remember listening to I've listened to so many motivational things. A significant amount of them have been Kobe. And I remember hearing things like he didn't like his first two years, he almost like didn't score like when he was like 12 and 13, which isn't like hard to believe, mm -hmm. but it's Kobe Bryant. Right. You know what I mean? So and then I believe I don't know what it was, but I think he like I think he like traveled when he was a kid, mm -hmm. like was in like a European country like France or something. Like I think he knew a little bit of French. Mm -hmm. I could be completely wrong. I don't no, know. If he, yeah, I heard that story for sure. But yeah, he. He definitely traveled a lot, and I believe he um he grew up playing soccer. Something else, yeah. yeah. He like grew up playing another thing, and then played this for like basketball for like two years, and then like 
like I think he started like practicing like obsessively, like as a fourteen year old. Uh, you know what I mean? Probably to the same extent you were. And like these these guys, like at a young young age, they like lock in and they stay locked in. And it's just like people think they're just born with like this insane amount of talent. And obviously there is some like God given ability and talent, certain mm-hmm. things like there that are that are obvious. But I think ninety percent of it is for sure the work ethic. And it's just compounding over time. It's like compound interest. Just invest a couple bucks here. Mm-hmm. And it's not overnight, but over years you get rich. You exactly. know what I mean? Anybody that thinks like, oh, let me go over here and get rich real quick. Like they think like athletes, you know what I mean? Like going to the league, like they just got rich overnight. You talk about somebody that's been playing for 20 plus years for free. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or like basically like right when they can, they can walk. You know what I mean? So it's like 16 years of like no compensation. And just now they started doing things with the NCAA where – you guys can get compensated, right? Yeah, yeah. They just passed the NIL. So how does that work? Like the school, like, can you guys ask the school for money? Like, can you be like, hey, look, I'm going to go out here and ball tonight. I need five bands. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think it works that way. But any deal you receive, you have to document it. You have to report it to the school. Does the school take a cut? No, they don't take a cut. But whatever say, deal you sign. Nah, yeah. <laughs> But whatever you deal you sign, I'm sure that company probably takes a cut. I haven't did any deals yet. Do you know so. anybody that's done any deals? Yeah, I have a few to- teammates that, you know, they have some merch deals going on. I want to I want to start using this podcast to like do like do deals or something or help people get more exposure cuz there's a lot of people that I know through my partner. Like he's mm-hmm. got such a plugged in network that he's connected me into where it's like he knows a lot of college coaches where it's like hypothetically speaking like say you didn't have that that JUCO you went to. Like I'd love to bring on a like a an athlete that's in just some hidden high school or there's a lot some hidden. How much hidden talent do you think's out there, bro? There, there's a lot. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's some Bo Jacksons lot. out there walking around. <laughs> Keith Clemens walking around, dude. I'm telling you, there's a lot. And so that's kind of my vision with this is over. Like I, I want to like just get plugged in and help the cats that aren't getting seen and get like give them some money, give them some. You know what I mean? Or mm. give them some some of the some of the merch or an exposure and just even even you know, more valuable than money. It's just the connections. You know what I mean? Like my, my partner, Simon, he's tight with Ryan Chazier, Maurice Claret, Jim Trussell. So he's a, he was a Ohio state football coach mm-hmm. for a while. And it's like, there's a lot of, lot of guys that like, and one of the guys that works for us, he coached, he was, a I want to say he was a running back coach at the university of Miami. So Steve Dell, and he's plugged in too. You know what I mean? So I, I can see like, there's got to be a way. Like I pull in some like 18 year old out into the middle of nowhere, West Virginia, just balling. You know what I mean? For sure, got talent. Just bring them on here and be like, hey, this is somebody you guys need to look at, mm-hmm. or like help expose. Like, could you? Did you do huddle? Is that how you put together like your tapes and everything? No, actually, um, no, I didn't do huddle. Um, you talking about like in high school? Or yeah, in, I don't know. Like any any. Well, in high school, I actually had a, a teammate because um, I had a, I finished my high school years. In a, in a school in Kentucky called Wesley Christian because they played like a um, a national schedule so they traveled around yeah. and so it was, a, it was a little bit more exposure and I did that obviously because I wasn't getting no looks from colleges yeah. or the ones I did get looks from they kind of turned away after I had injuries yep and so um, one of my teammates he was um, I asked I was like like it's towards the end of the season like can you make me a, a highlight tape. He was like, sure. So he made me a highlight tape. And like, I honestly was going on any, like any um college uh, basketball, I see division one website, yeah. just copying and pasting all the coaches email. 
like over 20. That's a lot. Just over 20, just like just schools that I realistically at the time thought I could play for. Yeah. Just like um, lower division one levels that yeah. was probably seeking a, a guard that was under recruited. And so I will <laughs> copy paste their email, clip my highlight and just type up a little paragraph, sin and yeah. on to the next one, sin and on to the next one, sin and... I had like one school reply back and um, they said they, they liked the highlight video. They wanted to come check me out. Never did. And um, funny story is at my junior college, uh, they, they wanted to recruit me then. And I'm like, nah. Yeah. Too late, man. <laughs> too late. Yeah, too late. So with, with uh, the high school highlights, do you guys do college highlights too? Um, well, through college, it's, that's someone's job now, so they can... Somebody's really full-time getting paid to do exactly, that. Exactly, so they can do it for you. And then with the, like with the deals, is there anybody out there in college that, that you've heard of that has like a big deal that's like that like makes like made a million dollars? Yeah, like just, I know um, a lot in college football. I know like the, the Alabama... Do you think that's going to affect like players like heart to the game or you think their heart's gonna be there because they've been balling anyways for the last 15 16 years you would expect it should be there because i mean most importantly you're there for the love of the game but i mean if they're there for the money then that's different like how many like as the, as you get bigger and bigger how many do you think are there just because like they, they've built up the skill set and now they just kind of coast off of it mm -hmm. and then as they get into the league how many of them you think are just like coasting and just getting paid? I feel like those who are coasting and getting paid, they won't last. Not going to last? No. But when I've watched like any type of league ball, I'm like, the heart doesn't seem like it's, I mean, and, you know, I'm watching from TV, so I don't know. Right, like, right. You know, it might be different when I'm courtside at a game. I've never been, I don't think I've ever been courtside. But I just feel like. I don't know. It just seems like hearts different in like that, like the young, like that that high school. I feel like they're trying to rip their heads off. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. really fighting to secure that D one opportunity, and then D one. It's like just in college, you just really fighting just to secure. I think it's like less than like three percent or like two percent of like college athletes will secure like a like a a league deal. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like going to the league. So I'm like, and it's it's very noticeable to um to see those teams that that play with heart. Yeah, and like. I would say that about our program. Like, I was say, you guys a heart program? Yeah, yeah. Those are the worst we're, to play we're, against. We're a really good team, but we're, like, always undervalued. They don't ever give us credit. Yeah. And, like... You guys so, like it, though. I get to yeah, like yeah, you smirking. Sure. I'm like, yeah, you guys for like sure. being the underdog. We, we, we are earners. We, we don't have a problem. Yeah. And so, like like I said, you can, you can see that. You can see those teams that got the heart, and you can see those teams that sometimes they probably just been given, given these, you know these things all their life and now did you guys do you guys have like a conference mvp uh yeah we do have a conference that, so who was that last year um that was our, our center last year who's um overseas right now playing in belgium so how tall was he probably six nine six nine is that the, is that the tallest guy you've ever had on your team um yeah, that might that might have been tallest guy ever. Now, can you dunk? <laughs> With these, nah, I don't, don't, you don't even dunk. I used to, I used to dunk, believe it or not. Yeah, at six one. I Who's the craziest there. dunker you've you've seen? The craziest dunker I ever seen. Um, 
was probably it was a few. Uh, I know um you know Miles Bridges. Nah. Oh, he plays for Charlotte. Cause at at Hun- I forgot to mention at Huntington St. Joe, the yeah. high school I went to, it was also a team called Huntington Prep. Yeah. That that plays there, and these are some very talented guys. A lot of them go to yeah. the NBA. But he was one of the best dunkers I've seen. Very powerful dunker. Um, I actually had a, a junior college teammate named Jordan Jordan Lyons. He was a a great dunker, and also one of one of my um. Previous teammates, um, Jalen, one of my good friends, he was a good dunker. Did he play with Connor Markins? No, no. Okay, I was about to say, because we were just talking about a Jalen Carter or something the other day. No, nah, it's Jalen Pipkins. He's okay. at um, Purdue Fort Wayne right now. Okay, dope. Now, back into who do you think is going to, and I probably, I'm going to guess your answer is you. Who's going to be the MVP of the conference this year? Um... I would say it it will be someone on our team. It should be, but um, me I, I give credit when credit is due. Yeah. So I would say um probably my teammate um Lucas Williamson. Is he a shooter too? Uh, he's he he's a good shooter. Like our team has a lot of shooters, but yeah. um he's known for his defense. He's for like him? one of the best defense, if not the best defender. Like you're not basketball. dribbling past him. Nah, you're not. Now does he play? What's he play on offense though? Uh, he's like a. Two three guard. Okay. Like our our style of offense is one through four. They're all guards. Like yeah. If you get a rebound, you bring it up and yep. like that's that's our type of offense. So like the four could be a point guard or the yep. two could be a point guard. What about your defense? Are you guys aggressive defense? Like you run like a half court press a lot or like a full court press? Uh no, we don't really press, but um our defense is really good. We're we're known for our defense on You guys run like a three two, two No, we play man. Play man? Yeah, we Oh, we, your guys' cardio is yeah, nice. We we grind it out strictly man. Um here and there we might jump into three two, we might jump into one two two. What do you like? I like man. You like man? I yeah, think that's sure. easier because three you know what I mean? You start getting like zone defenses. Yeah, for sure. And I think man kinda like I don't know. It kind of wears the other team down, especially Hell when yeah. you're a gritty defensive team and like yeah. you're up in them. Like a lot of teams don't want to deal with that. They're like, gosh, yeah. these guys don't get tired. Like, yep. And so like we we feed off that when we see a team that's like they they don't take pressure well. Like, well, how do you guys maintain that cardio? Uh, just that's that um that's our practices mostly just being competitive in practice and treating practice like games is. That's, that's, how we that's like half the cardio. Do you guys you guys don't run together then? Um, most of our practice consists of running. So like, cause you're playing like games. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys do a lot of more like live practicing then, like a live yeah, game? Yeah. Like to... our practice is very competitive. A lot of live. Um, yeah. We mostly like go against each other. Throwing bows. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing bows. <for> sure. <laughs> but um, normally conditioning is we do conditioning towards like in the end. Excuse me. In the beginning of the yeah, season. Yeah, it was like the end. Damn. Uh, <laughs> Y'all live for definitely on another level. You guys. <laughs> no, conditioning is normally preseason. Okay. What, is it? Is, is there anything like a practice where you guys know like that? Like, is it, does it all suck or you guys like just get through it? No, nah, it's, it's, we have on um, this thing called boot camp. Yeah. Which boot camp, we all like, ah, oh, man, it sucks. Do but, a lot of like the suicides. You know what I'm talking about? Where you like <laughs> go down, touch the line, go down, touch no, the line, go we, down, touch the line, go down to. We we do this thing called like Marquette runs, which is like half court back, full court back. But th- mostly in our boot camp is strictly defense. Yeah. And like 
I don't know. You play basketball? Like I played a couple years at a, like a private Christian academy, uh-huh. and it was literally like a five-man team. Right. And you know playing defense gets tiring. Yes. Like when you're in the stands sliding and, you know, yes. being vocal and running here, it gets tiring. Yes. So so that's like mostly our boot camp is defense. Yeah, dude, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. So we were talking about Kobe in the 80-point games, and I was thinking back into Kobe and thinking about your conference MVPs, but I'm thinking again about Kobe on what accolades did he accomplish? Because every time I think about, like, who's the best player, I immediately go to rings, and I know how many rings Jordan has. Now, does Kobe, he had, was it five? Mm -hmm. Now, and he had retired. Well, five. Do you think that, was there any situations where he was robbed of any? Um, I wouldn't say rings. I know he was robbed for, like, MVPs. Yeah. But I don't know. I would say all his rings he got, he deserved. I know a lot of people try try to just say, like, Shaq gave him his rings yeah. or whatever. But, but they say the same Kobe, thing about Jordan. Exactly. They say the <laughs> same thing. Like same thing about Pippen. LeBron, too. So it's like a yeah. little common theme. Like, there's always going to be people trying to knock success. Always, always, bro. I don't get it. I don't and understand like, it. I love Kobe, but I'm not a LeBron hater. Like, yeah. most people, they, like, they love Kobe and they hate LeBron. Like, yeah. Me, like, these are great athletes, and, like, you're not going to see this all the time, so you might as well, like... I'm supposed to be going like, to a Lakers game. Oh, for real? Yeah, I'm supposed to be going in, in January. I don't know, fingers crossed, because it's, like mm-hmm. it's like a dope game. And they're changing the stadium to, like, the Crypto.net stadium uh, for the Lakers. Did you see that? Nah. I've Dude, been... look at it. Listen, I don't I don't invest in crypto, so Word. I don't... Do you do any crypto or anything? No. I don't know. I don't understand it completely. I'm trying to learn it a little more, but I just stick to my game. Right, you know right. what I mean? Like you probably like people probably come up to you and like tell you do this, do that, and you probably like maybe sport related. You probably mm-hmm. don't take much advice from from people that like right. are incredible people. Like especially hey, when you're do doing this with your dribble. You have success already. Yeah. You're like, ah. <laughs> you ever got people that are like, hey, try this with your dribble. Try this with your yes, shot. Yes. And you're like, like you got to smile and be like, thanks, you know, but <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm going to run it by my coach and I'll let you know. <laughs> for sure. That's why I always got people are like, try this. Cause I'm like, all I do is insurance. Mm-hmm. I'm not really good at anything else. Right. So I'll run it by like my partner. He's pretty yeah. good too. Cause I try to be respectful. I don't ever sure. try to like, you know, make it seem like I'm better than anybody. Cause I feel like you can always learn. You either learn, you know, my, my partner, my mentor, he told me, he's like, listen, you always learn. You're going to learn two things. You're going to learn what to do or what not to do. So mm-hmm. don't just throw it away. Right. You know what I mean? So my ears are always open because I get a lot of what I'm not going to do from people. So I think that's good to have perspective wise. Um, so memorable moments, you won two championships, but I think, I also think of like memorable moments as a kid. Was there anything like crazy stories or funny stories growing up with in general that, that you just like really stands out? Almost kind of like those sentimental moments where you play a song and it takes you back. Actually, when I was... When I was six, I won um, our football championship, too. I forgot to throw that in there. Oh, so. Yeah, you've been getting rings. <laughs> no, but um, I, as a as a youth, as a child, just, I don't know, just being around sports. Uh, yeah. That was just probably the most enjoyable with me. Just, I know, just something about sports I just always loved, whether if it was baseball, football, Are soccer, there other athletes like, you like and teams outside of basketball? Uh, football. Like, is there a favorite football team? Um, nah. I just like I like watching some of the greats. So if I see, you know, kind of like me Tom with basketball, Brady, yeah, yeah. So if I see Brady's on, I'm turning, I'm turning Brady on. Didn't they just come out with a documentary for Brady? 
Uh, if so, I haven't checked it I out. I haven't checked it out either, but I'm going to. That would be dope, too. No, I'm watching. If they do, I'm watching it for sure. Yeah, I'm going to look it up. I'll let you know after after this. I'm going to look it up. So, Brady, who else? I liked I liked the one of my favorite 30 for 30s was on Bo Jackson. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's I don't know if you watched him at all, but was he, he, how old are you? 24? I'm 24. Yeah, so... I think he like got his hip ripped out like right before like you know the you know Bo Jackson right yeah so played baseball and football mm. then he had that hor- horrific accident with his hip right. but like have you ever seen the thirty for thirty on him no elite bro like an elite athlete like insane what he was able to like like just that physical specimen like the way he was able to like just move and operate for baseball and yeah. football like the power of, like you know like like a bat like a wooden bat bro right, right, right. like. Times he would strike out and they just got him like you can look it up on YouTube. Just over <laughs> just his head, like it. calmly, just pull like just pulling it in half, dude. Like some, on some like Thanos. Yeah. Crazy. So I think of like multi I can't think of any other multi athletes that have stood out to me like that. Mm-hmm. So I think of for me, I, I would have to say Tom Brady for football though, too. But I grew up in Arkansas, so I like the Cowboys. Okay. Are you still a Cowboy fan? Absolutely. And our company, our life, our life insurance company is the official life insurance company for the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. So we got a suite there. So they'll fly some of the owners and some of the, really just some of our sales force out there for competitions. Like during the season, like I went to a game there this year, they played the Eagles, smacked mm-hmm. on them in That's our suite. And then we're also, you watch any baseball now? Are you like any like elite players you watch i watch it here and there you i don't know, watch it I, at I watch all the, i watch the world series yeah i don't watch i don't watch it at all but our the globe life stadium mm-hmm. is the official stadium for the texas rangers so that's our parent company so they got okay. the official like the whole layout it's it's also cool when like we're bringing people in they're trying to recruit them to come like work here because mm-hmm. like there's so many different like non-credible companies or like especially when it comes to sales like people get sketched out and they're like Oh shoot! You know what I mean. I don't yeah. know what the hell y'all are doing. It's like, well, you know, do you know uh, the Texas Rangers or the Dallas Cowboys? Because we're affiliated with them. I'm sure and that opens a lot of. It helps. Yeah, it helps uh, a lot. It don't make it any easier. Like it's still a hard ass job. But, but uh, yeah, man, I love the Cowboys. I loved growing up in the South too. But it was more like I grew up on like a farm type mm-hmm. of deal, like in the South. So are I you a Dak Prescott fan? I like Dak Prescott. Yeah. I was actually I watched the first game. I was at the game that Tony Romo got put in. Mm-hmm. So I was I had to have been like six or seven. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, I, also, I, I like that. I like what he's doing off the field too, you know. You know, yep. just being a voice for those with like mental health. Yeah, you probably seen Yeah, little bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Little and that's something that, that uh I talk on as well. I wanna try to accomplish just bring more light to it, you know what I mean? There, nothing sure. nothing's gonna be, you know, helped significantly over overnight, but over time trying to bring more light. I was actually looking up like who are the top psychologists in Illinois mm-hmm. and starting there and trying to get trying to get one or two on to kind of bring light and uh, to, to mental big. health. I'm big yeah. on uh, now like trying to because not everybody's the same like mistakes I've made in business and in a leadership position is trying to force people to adapt to my mindset of like I don't I don't really sh- have a shut off mode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to like I think I was too heavy on that mode in, in, in the beginning of, of my like rise in the leadership and in business where, you know, I didn't hurt anybody, but they couldn't keep up. Right. And it wasn't that they couldn't keep up. It's just, I really couldn't keep up because I should have evolved my leadership style to adapt and incorporate. Cause it's almost like you got like, as you, as you grow in leadership, like you don't get rid of Dennis Rodman because he liked to party a lot. Right, you know right. what I mean? Like Dennis Rodman was still killer with the yeah, rebounds. He was, so, yeah, so, for sure. Now he got around and you know what I mean? Like had a good time. But it's like, 
if you can find a way to adapt your leadership and coachability to keep someone incorporated, especially for a long-term vision, mm -hmm. like if you got a good culture and you can find a way to like, like be flexible and you have a good culture, that person's going to bet. Like if they're a Dennis Rodman type of person, they're mm -hmm. going to benefit by you being patient with them mm -hmm. and utilizing their skills and bringing value to them and showing you care about them. Because over time, they should be able to adapt and grow and get seeds from your culture For that sure. are going to grow over time. Sure. So I think my expectations and my le like leadership mode, that shutoff mode was too crazy. Mm -hmm. And so like now, I think we really kind of in correspondence with mental health, uh, we try to put a big emphasis on people taking care of themselves mentally as well, which we say that. We say the mind, body, and spirit here. It's a philosophy of like grow your mind, your mm -hmm. body, and your spirit every day. But I think more more reflection on like, are you okay? Like asking yourself like, you need some you time today. Like whatever you do, you know, something now that I'm more of a proponent on with the shut off mode is like, don't shut off, but just make sure you direct your energy correctly. Like if it's sure. you time, go all in. Sure. So it's still the no shut off mode. If it's family time, go all in. If it's date night, go all in. If it's work time though, go all in. Whatever exactly. you do opposed to, I think for me, like a mistake was probably more of like, yo, we just gonna work till we drop. You know what sure. I mean? And yeah, I'm big on the the mental aspect of things because obviously, injuries played a huge toll on just my my mental. And yeah. I know like um, uh, last year when I when I messed my um, messed my knee up. Or, yeah. And like just and being COVID too. Yeah. Like COVID, COVID. locking like locking up. Plus, if you had the end, like if you were recovering at all mm -hmm. while being locked up. It's like too, like not like for, for me, like working out and getting some form of sweat in is very therapeutic. You know what I mean? Like sure. very self-therapeutic. Yeah, you always got to have that, have that, you know, that safe space or whatever, that other yeah. outlet that refreshes things yes. when you're at your lows. And, yep. and like, and I feel like everyone needs to like, to have that. And some people probably don't know what it is, but it's important to find out what it and may what, be. I think what sucks is, and I, I was reading today from a psychologist, we were actually sharing with our, with our group from a gentleman named Donald Miller. And I believe he's got a book on it as well, but, but ultimately defining it as like uh, narrative voids where there's like an emptiness mm -hmm. in your life, kind of like a movie that you don't click onto because you're not interested. And that happens to people's lives. They're like, it's like their own life is a movie and they're watching it mm -hmm. and there's nothing happening. So that, or they perceive it as nothing, nothing's happening because the cultural expectations are so like, so high. Like the standards are so high. Like everybody's immediately expected to like go to college and either secure, like either go to college and secure a high paying job or like immediately graduate high school and have a high paying, like, like, especially for like our age group, mm -hmm. there's a lot of stress and mental health from like that 16 to really like right now where we're at, like sure, probably up to like lot. 26, like that 10 year gap where it's like, you gotta be on your shit. You gotta have a high paying job, get out of your parents' house, have your own car, all like all of these things, which, you know, you know, maybe some older person, 40, 50s listening was like, yeah, that makes sense. But they don't calculate the inflation and the difference mm -hmm. in expenses where it's like, you know, 20, 30 years ago, you making two grand a month was mm. phenomenal. Go, I prop like try to go live in the city, Chicago, <laughs> off two grand a month. You know what I mean? You're, Man, you're, that might not cover rent. That like. might not even cover <laughs> rent. And and we're not talking about a huge place. Like right. when I was in Lincoln, Nebraska last month, last last year, um, we had a four thousand square foot house mm -hmm. for twenty five hundred a month. 
Like, and it was like month to month. They were yeah. cool. I, we were 20 years old when we got this house. Right. You know what I mean? So we're renting it, but like, it was a really easy application process here. Getting into apartment, they want like six years of income and everything. Like, mm -hmm. like, so like the adjustments in different big cities, but, but tying it back into, so now we're telling these kids, you know what I mean? Like, like in our age group, like if you're going to be successful, it's going to be you being independent. You know what I mean? Going out, securing the college deal. And then, and then, you know, they might not have access to scholarships like you did. Right. And so like now they go out and they pay like, how much is a, you know, like a, a semester at Loyola? 20 grand, it's, 40 grand. It's a lot. So it's like you figure now that like they rack up a hundred thousand dollars in debt and then they go to get that job and they're like, oh, there's no jobs in this field right now. Mm-hmm. Well, what did they, you, you just told them they were going to get, you know what I mean? It's sure. like now, like mom and dad are like, what are you doing? You failure. It's like, I was just doing what you told me to do. Mm -hmm. And so like that, that mental health drop off of like, I really feel like a lot of kids feel like they're behind because they don't think they're kids. Like you're a kid. You know what I mean? Like we're exactly. still like kids. We're 24. You know what I mean? Like exactly. we're ahead for our age, but we hurt, we worked for it. We had good guidance. We had good mentorship. But a lot of a lot of kids, man, beat themselves up to to death, to suicide. Like I lost a best friend a year and a month ago, literally tomorrow, from from mental health, from suicide. And I think of one of the I think one of the biggest things is is people feel. I think he felt behind. You know what I mean? Like you like you're not good enough. Like you're just behind, and you're never gonna catch up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in those voids, you start to you start to medicate, and you start to like every like I, I like the saying of like. You know, everybody's going to be sick or broken and you got to like, everybody's going to medicate. So you got to choose your medicine. So it's All like, right. that's why it's important to be a, an ear to people sure. and be a good friend. Cause it's like, they don't need to hit some hardcore workout with you, but like you could help be a medicine for them by listening or putting them on to something. I don't know. For sure. Would you, um, would you say that like social media can cause that? Oh yeah, dude. That's uh, a huge, it's a huge factor of the expectations because sure. the girls will see these plastic models <laughs> and they'll be like starving themselves mm -hmm. or, or having body dysphoria, like just, just like absolute. And then like the dudes, you'll see the money and like you have these rappers that like that stuff's rented, man. Like relax, <laughs> sure. just relax. Or like he's going to jail, dude. Like <laughs> you ain't going to be behind bars. You <laughs> right, right. just relax, you know? And so it's like social media is horrible. It's horrible. I kind of make a joke of it. I'm like, like anything I've ever, like if I've rented a Lamborghini, I put rented. I'm like, yeah, dude, sure. this it's, is rented. Yeah. Or like if like my, like my, my old partner, uh, he had, uh, a McLaren. So anytime I've taken a picture with it, I'm like, yo, this is my boys. You know what <laughs> tag I mean? Tag them in it. Yeah, like, I'm like tagging them because I don't want people, I don't ever want to be associated with, uh, dang, is that you? It's like, it's, it, this is me. Well, anything I post, mm -hmm. if it don't say like wh whatever, then it really is me. Right. You know what I mean? And that's just like, you'll hear some of the success, you know, people say fake it till you make it. I think they kind of confuse it. I think you should have a vision mm -hmm. and don't be stubborn in your vision. Don't, right. don't quit on the vision. You know what I mean? But like, don't fake division don't right. fake like you got it yet i think there's a lot more like respect and like all right yeah i can respect you you wasn't like fronting like for these sure, other cats for sure instead of faking that vision like work towards that work vision. towards it but right. social media dude is if, if people don't know how to like if people aren't really like like you you were saying earlier like finding yourself and knowing yourself and loving yourself honestly don't think you should have social media if you you aren't like completely in love with yourself right because it's going to expose insecurities before and it'll be too late for you to kind of like like find a solution to that mm -hmm. and those wounds will be so deep 
that you'll just like feed it and feed it and need likes and and need followers and need that need this and whatever it might be you know exactly. so i feel like you've got to know yourself and love yourself before you dive into into that hell yeah i always thought social media was like the main cause of that because like you can just see like people always compare themselves to others yep. that like just be you like yeah and most of the time these people like they're not really concerned about us or those who want to aspire to be them like there's so just many be people you, out there just make yourself happy make your family happy make yep. those around you happy yes but the you. key thing like you said is making yourself happy is the number one thing because mm -hmm. i think another thing is you know people will dabble down that that mental health you know in a negative way where they start to they they remove the make yourself happy and they put it it's, they put it even if they put it an inch over right behind make your family happy so like kids will try to please their dad or their mom before themselves without being able to communicate it right mm -hmm. and then it like ruins them you know what i mean they're burnt out five ten years and like man i wish i never would have did this or never would have did yeah. that i was just trying to make them happy and they don't even care anymore right you know what i mean they were yeah. just trying to live vicariously through me you know what i mean and wanted me to do this or do that so I think it's like, number one, you got to love yourself and make gotcha. you happy. Because gotcha. at the end of the day, like blood doesn't make somebody family. I I really think like that loyalty and that connection is what, you know, because I got family out there that like ain't blood. And then I got blood that really ain't like like family. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like my I, teammates, my family, right? Like, we're not related. But, yes. But that bond and that Take like a bullet for each other. For sure. That's dope. That's dope. So... One thing I like to get into as we wrap up, we're over an hour already. Uh, but I like to, for me, an outlet for me is movies. And I kind of like to read people and, and try to get, some people don't even like movies at all. Like they never watch them. But do you have any like favorite movies? Hmm. My favorite category of movies might be like, kind of like the war movies, militant Absolutely. army. Like I think the most recent one I watched was Fury. Fury's a good movie with the tanks and Brad Pitt. Mm -hmm. That's a really good movie. So at the end oh. where he's like, uh, and Lord sent me, Isaiah, I'm like real close to just getting that tattooed on me. Like I got that send me mentality, like send me in this bitch out. You know what I mean? Like I'm I going to war. The one before that I watched was like the extraction. I wonder if I see who's who's in that extraction. I think that was the name 300's of it. Three a good movie if you like war yeah, movies. Yeah, I watched I, I watched that movie too. Like that's my category of movies or any based on a true story. Attraction's a good movie. Yeah, like The Blind Side. Chris Hound. That, that's Blind that's a Side's great a good movie. movie. Uh, like, that's just my category of movies. It's either based on a true story or something that just gives me that, you know, that drilling rush. Like, yep. man, that guy has some heart or. Yes, heart yeah. movies, heart music. I like Meek Mill a lot. There's a lot mm -hmm. of heart. Um, what about you for music? For music. I'm real I, diverse on music. I'm the same I'll put some way. Rock, it, like I it depends my mood. It depends my mood. Yeah, like I like some of them. Like songs you'll see like in wrestling movies. Like if you're mm -hmm. watching like the athlete movies when they're hitting like a crazy workout and it might be a rock song. Mm -hmm. A lot of my playlists is like that. I really like Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. Those playlists like that 70s and 80s like rock R&B like the Michael Jackson and all that stuff like Jackson Five like. I got an old soul when it comes to to music, really from my mom, mm -hmm. and then my dad was a country, country music. Growing up, like growing up on a farm out there, only place where you see black cowboys. I feel like in Little Rock, <laughs> Arkansas. 
For sure. So yeah, Crazy. your music is very diverse. Very diverse. Like most people are like, dang, what are you playing right now? Because I'll have worship on. Right. Then I'll say like the F word. And then I'll throw on like, <laughs> people are like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> no, I'm the same way. It just depends <laughs> on my mood, you know? Yeah, dude. If I'm trying to get pumped up, might be some Meek Mill in there. Yes. Or I'm just it dep- Like running is more like a rock for me and working out. Like mm-hmm. weights, more of like a rap might throw some country in for me music like emotional like sentimental like i, I get memories with music i got like oh, memories where sure. like with everything i kind of sure. like and almost create new ones as i'm as i'm finding new songs it it almost relates to like oh that reminds me of when i was growing up here because both my parents were were actually in jail so both my parents went away mm-hmm. and then my mom went away first they split up when i was like five or six she went away first though mm-hmm. and so there was a lot of a lot of things that went on between her going away and then my dad going away for the rest of my childhood at 10 and we were really rich and then we were really broke and so like being broke as hell getting my house shot up there was a lot of different different things of like being at like a young rich, like having a cake mm-hmm. and then taking that cake from the fat kid and then just being hungry for <laughs> until, for sure. you know what I mean? And building up to where we're at now. For so, sure. But sometimes I feel like you got to see the bottom to get back to the top. To appreciate the top. I love listening to, and I don't know, yeah, I, I, I'm like real disciplined with, with church every Sunday. I need it. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. without it, I, like I'm already nuts. You know, it, keep, it keeps me like balanced. Right. Where it's like, I'm not like, I'm not some over-religious or like, I'm definitely not the best Christian in the world out there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be swearing, smoking cigars, whatever, you know, but I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying <laughs> right, to get better. Right, sure, but I man. love T.D. Jakes, and he's a black pastor. I don't, like, got a lot of motivational stuff, too, out in Texas, dude, so mm-hmm. you should check him, check him out. Right. But um, so he was saying he had this message, and he was preaching. He was on fire. I was like, I'm going to definitely spit this at the meeting tomorrow, motivate the sales force, you know what I mean, get everybody bought in. And he's like, nobody really ever appreciates being able to breathe until you got a stuffy nose. Right. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, hey man, that's the best special I've ever, you know, ever felt in my entire life. Cause you have them nights where you're like, can't breathe out your nose. You got to sit up to fall asleep with your mouth <laughs> you open. You try everything. Yeah, yeah and I'm like, sure. man, that's that's success. You know what I mean? Like that's business. That's like, you like, you really appreciate them knees until they blow out. You know what I mean? Like nah. I really didn't appreciate like, like as soon as this sucker's healed, like ain't no, like I'm, I'm not letting nobody do any leg locks on me for right, a, right. a good year, dude. Like, sure. no, nah, I don't. Like God is good. I'm glad I still have my leg. I spell like I, th- I think of like the military. Anytime I see individuals that have like given up and sacrificed, you know, parts of their body in the, in the United States military for us, man. Like, there's a lot of things. Like I try to start every morning with just gratitude. Like mm-hmm. every morning I start with affirmations. They're just like. I'm just grateful to be alive. Just exactly. grateful for another day, coach. Exactly. I was watching a Saban. A Saban. Uh, I watch so many Saban. I love Saban. Mm-hmm. He just his leadership, his coaching style. And I was watching. I don't know who he was. Uh, maybe been, I think it was Trent Richardson. Mm-hmm. So I think where's he play now? You know? No, I don't. Uh, me either. College. He was I, a, I tried bro, to follow him. He had that one juke and cut, psh, that yeah. hard cutback dude on the sideline. I don't know what bowl game it was. He had this cutback, man. The whole like the whole stadium like broke their ankles. It was, it was like the whole stadium fell over, dude. It was crazy as heck. But uh, I remember them sitting in a practice, and they got a, they got the documentary on like his coaching style and and the it's him finding the right players. And it sounds like this is your program out there. Whoever mm-hmm. whoever's a recruiter over there or organizes getting the players in, you guys sound like you have this mindset because you know Saban would walk up to Richardson like every practice he'd be like. You know, how's it going, Richardson? How how you doing, Trent? And he would say, just grateful to be here, coach. That mindset, just grateful to be here, just grateful for another day. Mm-hmm. And so, like, some people just wake up and be like, I wish I had more. I wish I was, you know, I wish I did this or I wish I had that. And, like, always looking for what they don't have opposed right. to appreciating what do you have. Like, exactly. can you see? You know, are you alive? <laughs> you know, can you taste? 
just so many key things we take for granted that I'm like, man, I'm just, I'm grateful my mom's still here. You know what I mean? I'm grateful my little sister's all right. Exactly. Another so, day is another opportunity. Another day, another dollar. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's a funny movie I'm thinking of right now with you playing basketball is White Man Can't Jump. <laughs> Wesley? Yeah, bro. <laughs> That's a funny movie. How'd you meet Trent before we wrap this thing up? Um, I actually met him through a friend of mine. I had a, a friend named Parker. They were actually like roommates in um yeah. in Ohio. Yep. And um uh, I went to my friend house Parker's well their yeah. house and um we met through there and you know I his energy similar like mine, good energy. Good you energy, know, good energy. He got such connects. a good heart. Yeah. And so like although I didn't know him, it felt like we knew each other just through yep. good energy. Yeah, bro. Before we wrap this up, you want to shout anything out? Your any social any social medias or yeah, you anything can, you're working on? Uh, yeah, you can follow me on the gram at Keith Clemens, K E I T H C L E M O N with three S S S S, and um Twitter's same platform yep. Keith Clemens, and uh, I just appreciate. Where can you they see me. the Loyola schedule? Like, can uh, they watch it live on a computer or anything? Yeah, a lot of our games are televised um on ESPN, but um. Yep. If you check out the Loyola Ramblers athletics page, you can yeah. um, find our schedule on there. What number are you so they can look for you on the court? Um, number five. Dude, that was my number in football. Number five. I wonder who, who put me on that, dude. Who was number? Was Reggie? I think Reggie Bush Reggie was number Bush. five at USC, yep. right? Hell yeah, dude. I seen this picture of him hurling somebody at USC with the number five on. I was like, I got to be number five. But like you, I stopped playing football after eighth grade. So I ripped my thumb in half. When I muffled a punt return, you know what I mean? I don't know where my athletic athleticism went. That and then yeah. I dove down to get it, and I landed like this. Oh. And so the the uh, ligament right here split the thumb in half, and then we just never operated again. It was like misdiagnosis. And uh, I played with the club for the rest of the season. So I went from offensive side to like a second-string cornerback or something like that, just throw in to just throw the club right. around. And I never recovered from there, man. I just kept messing it up until I finally had surgery, and they put uh, – I think they just like stitched it back. Like they put the ligament. I think they screwed the ligament in, honestly. I don't know. I think they that had to have. painful. The breaking thumbs is the worst thing in the world. Uh, worst like you don't really realize how much you use it until it's like oh, injured. Oh, yeah. Like, that thing's gone. Uh, Me and my mom cut the cast off one day because it was just too much. It was too much. So, all right, bet. Make sure you guys follow him. Keith Clements. You heard the spelling. Three S's. This was awesome. Got another podcast. Episode knocked out. You'll see this probably late January. Um, and we'll keep you updated and hopefully we can come down and see a game. I'm really interested about I'm seriously setting up out. a game, bro. You have a favorite book? Uh, I'm, I'm reading one right now. It's called Mind Gym just because like we spoke about earlier. Yeah. I'm big on that. And, yeah. um, and you know, previously I was going through a little, a little mental stage and, um, yeah. just on, on behalf of injuries. And so someone told me. This is me, something really helping you. Exactly. Awesome. Is there anything mental health wise? Because it seems like something you're passionate about. You want to shout out things that have helped you, you know, obviously having that outlet, mm -hmm. things like that. I'll just say, like, if you're one struggling with mental health, just be a voice for another. Yeah. Like your story can help someone else. There's always someone going through it. Yeah, for sure. Love it. All right. Over and out. AK, brother.